some things. Uh, actually, the one thing I want to make an announcement for is pastor appreciation is coming up in just two short weeks, I believe. It's on the 5th, June 5th. Uh, we're doing pastor appreciation. Um, so we are taking up a love offering. If you all give in-house uh, just and you want to give towards that, just make sure you mark on the envelope pastor appreciation. If you are online givers, that's awesome. Uh, that's an easy way too. And there's actually a tab, if you scroll down, it says Pastor Appreciation. Just make sure we mark it, that way we know that the, the love offering that you give is going to Bishop and his family. So, Another reminder, um, Destiny told me that no one, no one came to her last week about making a little short video um, about honoring Pastor and Miss Renee and thanking them for leading this house. So just a reminder, um, if you do it at your house, that's fine, just make sure your phones are sideways. Make sure your phones, you take the video like this, not up, up and down, because if you're up and down, you won't be able to see yourself on the screen. Turn it this way, or Miss Destiny, you can come see her at the end of service, and she will gladly record your video for you. Just thanking them, showing them how much we appreciate them. Um, kind of like a video diary, I guess you could say, um, of how much they mean to us in this house. Whether you're new in this house and they've only been ministering to you for, maybe this is your first time, maybe it's been a month, or whether they've been here the whole time and they've ministered to you for 15 years. Anywhere in between. All right, All right guys, you guys ready to do some, some fun stuff? Because church is fun, right? David, are you ready to have fun? You don't look like it. Let me see a smile. Let me see something. He's like, oh, I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, so we like to have fun in the back. Like Miss Renee said, sometimes you guys can hear us screaming. The kids love to scream. Um, sometimes we encourage screaming. Other times we're like, please no. I like to hear. And then sometimes we can hear you guys screaming too. That's why you scream louder. Yeah, sometimes we can hear Chris Mr. Chris, in the back, if the doors are open, we can hear him praising, right? And then, like, last week, I'm going to tell you, last week, he came back there and shut the gym doors because he's like, I can hear you guys. I was like, well, he just heard you first. We're just returning the favor, right? So, uh, the past couple weeks, uh, aside from Mother's Day, we started a series with the kids called Trouble. I think we have it. Do you have a, ooh, Trouble. Yeah, so I'm in trouble. So we've been, uh, we started this series a couple weeks ago with the kids and learning how we should handle the situations when we're in trouble, okay? Um, and different ways that we can look at characters in the Bible and see how they handled their trouble and how we can apply it to our life. So the first week we talked about God is faithful, even in our troubles, God is faithful. Last week we learned that even in the midst of our trouble, we're not alone. So, um, so parents, if you guys have asked your kids about that, say, hey, what'd you learn? Hopefully they didn't say nothing. Because that's what my kids like to do. And I was like, I know you're not telling the truth because I was in there. I'm the one that told you what it was about. Um, so we, those past two weeks, we looked um, at King David as an example of God being faithful and then um, that we are never alone, um, even when King David was hiding out in caves 
he wrote several of the Psalms talking about God's presence being with him. So, all right, so this week um, we are talking, um, I was going to talk to them about it, but I'm going to share it with you guys because I think this is a good one that we all need to hear. Um, but uh, today I want to talk to you guys about God being our shelter from the storm. Um, but before we get, ex- get all the way into that, we've got a few things. I told you I was going to make you stand up, sit down, and do some things like that. So, Miss Destiny, can you put up our What You Gotta Know? Now, our What You Gotta Know is a long word for those who don't know. Uh, this is our main point. So, this is our main point. So, hopefully, if, you're, if you parents, anybody ask the kids, hey, what'd you learn today? They can at least tell you this point, and it will bring up the Bible story. It'll bring up the call to action so that they can remember what we talked about. So today's uh, main point today is God will protect me in the middle of the storm. So, and that is a great thing to remember that no matter what kind of storm we're going through, uh, God is always there protecting us in the middle. So here's what I'm going to do. We're going to do a, let's see, what's the word I'm looking for? Gideon, what's the word? Song, no, not songs. Songs. Contest, who said it over here? Lost the word, Abby, thank you. Contest, we're going to see who can say this the loudest. Because that's what we like to do. And here's how we're going to do it. We're not going to do kids versus adults. Because I think that'll be very unfair to the adults. And the kids are going to win. Because we have some very loud kids, I promise. Um, So what we're going to do is we're going to do it by sections. We're going to do each section... um, we're going to see which section can say it the loudest, okay? You guys ready? Yeah. Miss Renee. Miss Amy says, there's no need for you guys to even say anything. They've already won. <laughs> all right, so here's what we're going to do. Let's all stand up. Can we all stand up together? Are you guys awake? David, are you awake for this? you need to, like, shake it out or anything? you need to, like, get loose, get limber, any of that fun stuff? All right, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to say it all together a couple times, okay? We'll say it all together uh, two or three times, and then we're going to have the sections go and see which section can say it the loudest, okay? Olivia, do you think your section can say it the loudest? Wow. Woo. Not a lot of faith. James, what about your section? You believe in your section? Yeah, he believes. You believe in your section? Absolutely. Absolutely. I like it. Kids, do you believe in your section over here? <laughs> he, he just said, there's like seven generations of family on that side. <laughs> of course they're going to scream all together. All right. So let's say this all together so we can get it in our hearts and our minds. Okay? On the count of three. Let's say it together. One, two, three. God will protect me in the middle of the storm. All right. So let's say it together one more time, and then we're going to see who can say it the loudest. All right, on the count of three. One, two, three. God will protect me in the middle of the storm. All right, you guys sound awesome. That's good. That's like, mmm. Yeah. All right. So let's say, do you want to start on this side, or we want to start on this side? That side, they said. All right, so we're going to start with Miss Olivia, who has no confidence in her side. In her section. All right. You ready? I think Brandy might be a little upset with you because you don't have faith in her. Um, But she's coming for you. 
All right, so you guys ready? On the count of three, you're going to say it as loud as you can, okay? You ready? Are you ready? She's over here with her hands crossed. She's like, I ain't, I ain't going to say it. I ain't going to say the words at all. All right, you ready? On the count of three, as loud as you can, guys. One, two, three. Did y'all even say anything? This whole road didn't even say, I don't even think y'all said anything. AJ, you're going to have to show them how to scream. You're going to have to scream this really loud, okay? Don't pick you. <laughs> you're going to have to lead them. They need your help. All right, we're going to try that again, okay? That was a practice round. That was practice. All right, you ready on the count of three? One, two, three. All right, all right. That was good. I heard you guys. All right. All right, James, are you ready? Do you want to turn around and give your, some encouragement to your people or anything? <laughs> Nothing? He's not encouraging anybody. He's like, listen, do it. Say it. All right. All right, guys, on the count of three, I'll give you guys a practice run first, too, because they had a practice one. So we'll go practice, and then we'll do a loud one, all right? Practice run on the count of three. One, two, three. Go all right, that was pretty good. That was practice, Olivia. Did you hear that? That was their practice run. All right, here you go, as loud as you can, on the count of three. One, two, three. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Give him a hand. All right. All right. Miss Trinity, is your group ready? Tyranny. Oh, my goodness. I knew that's what it was anyway. I was making sure you knew what your name was, because I definitely knew it and said it the right way. Are you guys ready? Yeah. It's all good. All right, on the count of three, practice round. One, two, three. Woo, that was practice. That was the practice round. All right. Now, the thing is, though, this group has some generations of Parsons on this side, and they, they are known. Isaiah is known in the back for screaming like his dad. I mean, when he screams, there are veins that come out of his neck. Like, he is in it. Okay? So, you guys ready? As loud as you can on the count of three. One, two, three. Yeah. You hear him? He was in it. He wants it. All right. That's pretty good. I think it's getting louder as we go. Yeah, let's not squeal. That's the rough part. All right, are you guys ready? Yeah. Miss Cindy, are you ready? Oh, yeah, she's like, I got it. All right, practice round on the count of three. One, two, three. All right, yeah, that was good. That's practice. You guys just want to give up or you want to, you going to try? All right, here we go, as loud as you can on the count of three. One, two, three. Olivia, I think they won. I think they got you. <laughs> I think it did. I think it went that way. All right, let's all say it one more time all together. You want to say it as loud as we can all together, kids? All right. Everybody, as loud as we can on the count of three. One, two, three. God will protect me in the middle of the storm. All right. Woo. 
All right, you guys can have a seat. Thank you, guys. Now, if you get nothing else from the rest of the service, you guys should know that God will protect you in the middle of the storm, right? Your eardrums know this, yeah. You should be in the back when it's confined and they're screaming real loud. Yeah. So, all right, so that is great. So that is our what you got to know. That's our main point. God will protect us in the middle of the storm. Now, we are going to look at a Bible story today about a storm. Hmm, pretty good, huh? Yeah, so, um, and it is Genesis. We're going to look uh, through the story of Noah in Genesis chapter 6 and chapter 7. Now, this story takes place um, about Noah and his family, right? So God was saddened by all the sin that was taking place in the world, right? The world was completely corrupt. So he decided, sadly, that he was going to destroy the world with a flood. Now, he searched the world to find someone who was righteous and who was living for him. And he found Noah, right? Found Noah. Noah was living righteous. Noah was living for God at the time. Um, and God spoke to Noah and said, I'm going to destroy the earth and everything in it. So I want you to build a giant boat, take your family along and get two of every animal all over the world and put them in this boat. The storm will, the, the storm comes, when the storm comes, I will keep you safe. Okay, now, crazy thing is, Noah's never seen a flood before. He may have seen the water rise a little bit, but he's never seen a flood, especially a flood that's going to take out the whole entire world, right? So he hasn't seen a flood before. He didn't know what he was to think. He didn't know if he was going to be able to build the world's largest boat. I mean, it's not just we're building a little boat to go catch some fish. We've got to build a boat to hold two of every animal. There's some big animals out there, y'all. Y'all been to the zoo? AJ? What's a big animal? Give me a big animal name. You know any animals that are big? A giraffe. Yeah, giraffes. Giraffes are huge. Jude, what's a giant animal? A lion. Yeah, lions get big. Can you imagine having a lion on your boat? Much less two of them. All right. So put your hands down, guys. All right, so that's a few, a few big animals, right? So first, he's never seen a flood before. Then he has to build this giant boat, take his family of every kind with him. And besides that, we don't know if Noah even likes animals, right? He may not be like me, catching everything. So he's probably thinking, how in the world am I going to get all of these animals, two of every kind, on a boat? How am I going to find all these animals, right? So all those thoughts must have been going through Noah's mind. And it was probably the hardest thing he's ever had to do. But what did he do? He obeyed God. He obeyed God. He and his three sons began to gather a ton of wood and build this giant boat that we know as the ark. Right? It took many, many months to chop down these trees 
Turn the trees into lumber. Turn the lumber into a boat. And then seal all the cracks. Because a boat's no good if it's leaking, right? You guys ever been on a boat and it started leaking? Yeah. My brother did that the other day. Yeah. My brother took his boat out. And the seam busted on the front. So every time he went to the front of the boat, it filled full of water. So he had to stay in the back of the boat. <laughs> but it happens. Things happen, right? So if a boat is, is coming full of water, it's, it's really not that good. So when the day came for it was time for all the animals to get on the boat, Noah wasn't sure how he was going to do this. Right? Is he going to go on a safari? Is he going to start hiking around the world, see if he can find, lead, a, lead some giraffes back? Put some crickets in his pocket. That's what I would do. I'd have a pocket full of crickets. Pocket full of critters, all kinds of stuff. No. But the amazing thing is, is Noah didn't have to do anything. God spoke to the animals, and they showed up two by two. He just, just, just starts showing up, getting on the boat. Isn't that awesome? That'd be awesome. I'm going to have to build a boat. Pray to God, see if he can give me some animals. Pretty cool, but like I built this boat. Um, so they just all started gathering two by two elephants, giraffes, donkeys, bears, any kind of animal you can think of centipedes, spiders. I know some of you guys don't like spiders, they were on there too. They were on there too. Some bees, birds, monkeys, yeah, slugs. We all love slugs. Turtles. Turtles made it. They were probably last because they were slow, but they made it, you know. Frogs. We've got some frog lovers over here. Chickens. Dogs. Any animal you can think of, right? What do you think, Canaan? What are you going to say? Dinosaurs. They were on there. There was a spider in the shower this morning. Yeah, there was. You know what? That spider's great-great-great-great-great-great-grandfather was on the ark. Way back when, he didn't like water. So after all of the animals came, they got on the boat. And then the day came when God spoke to Noah and said, it's time to get on the boat, get your family, get on the boat, close the doors. The rain's coming, right? So Noah does exactly what God says. He takes his family, they get on the boat, they close the big door, because I can imagine that door is probably very huge. Um, they, so they're all on the boat, and a few day, God said, in a few days I will send the storm upon the earth, and it's going to rain for 40 days and 40 nights. Now a couple weeks ago it rained like five days straight, and I was like, oh my gosh, rain. Could you imagine 40 days, 40 nights of just rain? That's crazy. That's a lot of water, right? So Noah listened to God, took himself and his family on the ark. The people around him, all of his neighbors thought he was crazy. It ain't raining. There's not even a cloud in the sky. And you're on this giant boat with all these animals you know, they probably mocked him. Where's the rain, Noah? Where's the flood? Laughing at him, mocking him, right? 
So they were inside this giant boat and no rain came. But God, you know, the, the first, remember the kids, the first week we talked about God is faithful. What God says he's going to do, he does. He is faithful to his promises. So just as God promised, the rain began to fall from the sky and the earth began to flood. Now Noah and his family was protected by the flood because Noah had obeyed God. Even when it was hard, right? Even when he had no idea how he was going to get these animals on the boat, no idea how he was going to even build a boat that big. And I'm sure he had doubts that it was ever going to rain enough to fill the entire earth. I mean, that's a lot of rain. But even when it was hard, he was obedient and faithful, and God was faithful. Then many, many months later, when the water finally receded, the ark landed on top of a mountain. Rainbow came and all that fun stuff. He was able to get off because God promised him he would protect him through the flood. Right? All right, so that is the story we're looking at today. That is a, a, a staple, I guess you could say. That's a very familiar story in kids' church, um, in the church. So as we go to our call to action, which is how can we take what we just heard in this story and apply it to our lives, right? How are we going to take the story of Noah and apply it to our lives? So, how many of you guys, by a show of hands, kids, this may include some adults too, how many of you guys are afraid of storms? Is there anybody afraid of storms? Yeah, let's be honest. Storms can be scary, right? Yeah, you can be scared of storms. Um, we were at my dad's house yesterday, and yesterday evening and it started thundering and lightning and my dad's dog is terrified of storms and yeah this dog does not come inside he's just on the farm dog just running around but the minute thunder strike the thunder sounds it's underneath it was in the house the door cracked open bam it was sitting there beside the couch like i ain't going back outside it ain't happening right um because storms can be scary now there are some things in storms that may terrify us, like the reason why we're terrified of storms. Um, maybe it's the wind. Maybe if you've been in a storm and you've seen wind just come, you see the trees bent double, you've seen trees break, right? See stuff come over. Maybe it's the pouring rain, the sound of just the rain coming down can be scary. The thunder, the lightning. When it's pitch black and then the lightning strikes and it lights up everything in your room, can be scary, right? Or the thunder, the storm's so close, when the thunder hits, it shakes the whole house. You know what I'm talking about? You can feel it in your chest when it hits, and you're like, ooh, something's coming. Or it's already there. So flash floods happen. We had that a couple weeks ago when, that, when we talked about that week of rain, especially in Huntington near Ritter Park, Enslow Park, there was that, the creek rose real fast because there was so much rain, it couldn't hold it, right? So storms can be pretty scary at times. Now, Noah found himself not only in a storm, but in like the hugest storm ever. 40 days, 40 nights of 
storm of rain, of lightning. Now, God told him that he was not going... Now, God told him that he was not going to send a big storm that would last 40 days and 40 nights, but he was going to allow the rain to flood the entire earth. So God didn't just tell him, you know what, I'm just, it's going to rain a lot. He said, it's, it's going to flood. Because there are a lot of times, especially during the summer, if you're a farmer, if you have crops, you pray for rain. You need days of rain, right, for the harvest. Now, so God just wasn't telling Noah, hey, it's going to rain for a month. Get ready. It's going to be a wet season. He said it's going to rain 40 days and 40 nights to flood the earth because I'm saddened by all the sin that's in it. Right? Now, with that being said, no part of the earth was going to be dry. No part of the earth is going to be able to walk on. So if you're going to make it in this 40-day, 40-night storm, you're going to need a boat, right? You're going to need a big boat. Now, in order to make it, you may be able to maybe have some good swimmers. Is there good swimmers in here? Sophia, I see some AJ. Yeah, you guys over here, good swimmers? Good swimmers over here. Now, you may say, you know what, I can stay afloat for 40 days. No problem. That's awesome if you can do that. Yeah, I'd be like, give me a few hours, we'll see how I sink. Um, <laughs> but not only if you were able, if you're going to swim, you had to swim nonstop for 40 days in, the, in this vast worldwide ocean, but it's storming for 40 days and 40 nights. So the wind is blowing, you have huge waves crashing, you have a storm. Now, it's one thing to, to try to stay afloat in a pool or something, see how long you can tread water. Um, but there is no way possible that you could stay afloat and tread water for 40 days and 40 nights in a storm that big. Right? Um, and... We could look at the story at this point and say, you know, when God says this to Noah, and Noah can be like, uh-oh, I'm in trouble, right? He just said he's going to flood the earth 40 days, 40 nights, and I can't, I'm not a good swimmer. Maybe Noah doesn't even know how to swim, right? How in the world is he going to survive this storm? Well, Noah was only was the only one on earth who lived and obeyed God's commandments. So God provided a way for Noah and his family to stay safe through the storm. So when we're obedient to God and we live for God, he will always provide a safe place in the storm. He will always provide safety. So we face all kinds of storms in life. Would you agree? Yeah, we face all kinds of storms in life. Now, and I don't mean thunderstorms, rain, lightning, stuff like that. I mean storms of life. Storms of life that come, <coughs> excuse me, that come when times <coughs> are really rough. Kids, maybe, or adults, maybe, um, that storm is when you feel like everything that could go wrong is going wrong. 
Or maybe someone you know, someone you love is sick. Or someone you love has died. That's a storm of life. Kids, maybe you are struggling in school. Maybe you're struggling with math, with reading, science, history, whatever the case is. Maybe you're struggling at school. Maybe your parents are fighting and are talking about divorce. Or maybe like last week we talked about, maybe you're, you're in a storm of loneliness and you just feel alone. Parents, maybe your storm is you don't know where the money is going to come for your next bills. You get to, your storm is picking which bill am I going to pay. Am I going to go without paying the water bill today, this month, or the electric bill? Do we need gas? Do we need power? Right? Storms of life come in many different ways. Maybe it's a job situation. Maybe you lose your job. Or maybe the job that you have is crippling you. Right? So, boys and girls, adults, the storms of life can be rough. Very rough. And it's easy to look at those storms we're facing and say, I'm in trouble. How am I going to make it? Right? What in the world am I going to do to survive this storm? And it may seem like there's no end to the struggles we're facing. No matter what you're facing, what we're going through in life. If you are obedient to God and follow his commandments, put him first in your life, he will shelter you during the storms of your life. No matter how tough they are, and no matter how tough you think you are, that you can do it alone, you can't. Right. <clears throat> so what do you do when it's storming outside, right? A big rain comes. What do you do? Where do you go? Inside, yeah. You run inside. You try to find shelter. Now, if you're like me, when I was a child, I can remember some storms, some big storms that came, and maybe it was already dark outside, and when it's just like the storms that I talked about earlier, when, when the thunder hit, the house shook. Or when the lightning, it was pitch black, when, it, when the lightning flashed, everything lit up. It's terrifying, Right? When those things happened, when I was little, I can remember running into my bedroom and climbing under the covers, right? You get to the point you get under the covers, you get under your comforter, cover your head. And you feel safe. That was my face. I hit my face. Right? So you climb in your bed and you get under the covers. And there's something about your comforter that makes you feel safe. Right? Storm can't get you. 
Now, that's maybe why they call blankets comforters. It's good marketing, right? It's good stuff. So you wrap it around you, and like I said, there's something about it. Maybe it's the way it smells. Maybe it's how it feels. You feel safe. It comforts you. It helps you. Well, the cool thing is, is that when we face the storms of life, we can run to God. He's our comforter. He will comfort us. He will shelter us during the storms of life. He will provide safety in the middle of the scariest, biggest storm we've ever faced. God is our comforter, and, he will, and we can always find shelter in his arms. Right? So we can run to him. And the awesome thing is Psalms 46.1 says, God is our refuge and our strength, always ready to help in our time of trouble. He's always ready. We just got to call on him. So, you may be saying, you know what, Pastor Jason, you do not know how big my storm is. You do not know what I'm going through. And you're right, I, I probably, I don't, unless you told me, right? But we need to know that, well, we learned this last week too, but when we're in our storm, just because someone doesn't know about it, doesn't mean they haven't gone through it either. And the devil is really good at getting us to think in our minds that we're the only one in the storm. So, you may be thinking, you know what, this storm is so big, I don't need comfort. I need a miracle. Well, guess what? God's a God of miracles, guys. Right? When we obey God, I can experience miracles. When we trust in Him, we can see miracles in the storm that we never thought were possible. Now, when you face impossible storms, God can help. Remember Noah? We talked about Noah, right? Noah needed a miracle. God just told him it's going to rain for 40 days, 40 nights, flood the earth, everybody's going to be gone. He needs a miracle. Noah didn't have the strength to swim for a month and a half in the storm. He knew it, right? But God protected Noah. And for you, it might be that God provides peace during a difficult time. Maybe peace for the first time in a long time. Or kids, maybe if you're struggling in school, your miracle is God sends someone in your life to help. Help you understand how to do math. Help you understand how to um, do 
the reading assignments, do the math assignments, the writing, science. God will place people in your life. You know, um, maybe if you're in the storm of loneliness, God will send a friend. Maybe it's someone you already know or someone, a stranger, completely out of the blue. Right? Maybe your miracle is peace when someone in your family is sick and dying. It's comfort. Maybe the miracle you've been praying for is your parents stop fighting and they stay together. Maybe your miracle, kids, is your big brother or big sister or parents, your sons and your daughters coming to church. It's a miracle. Maybe it's just when you think you can't pay the bills, money comes in. Or when you lose your job or you think you can't take another day at that job, God opens a door for another job. No matter what we're facing, whether we think it's huge or whether we think it's small, God can provide a miracle. When we obey God, he does miracles, and he will do them in your life. He'll protect you from the storms because God is our refuge and our strength in our storms, just like what Psalms 46.1 says. I'll read that again. It says, God is our refuge and our strength, and he is always ready to help in our time of trouble. Always. So when you follow God's commands, when you put his trust, when you put your trust in him, he will shelter you from the storm, just like Noah. Right? Noah obeyed God even when it was hard. He used God's plan and built this massive ark. God sent a flood on the entire world, and he was safe. Him and his family, two of every kind of animal, was safe. Now, God sheltered Noah from his storm, and he can do the same for you. No matter the storm. So, with that said, Amy, if you want, guys want to come up and sing... As we wrap this up, um, this altar is open. If there's anyone going through a storm, I find it funny um, when situations happen and stuff. Um, I typically pray. Sometimes I pray that God will, if someone is going through something, I, I say, God, lay a blanket of peace over them. And I, and I, just, I just, I don't know, I, I've heard that, I guess, over the years, but I've, I've prayed that. And it really wasn't until going through this lesson 
that um, it kind of became real for me, that prayer. Because I like it because when, when, the way I say it is, you know, God, just put a blanket of peace over him because you know when there's a blanket on you, right? You can feel it. You know when half your foot is out from under the blanket because you can feel the cold air. And sometimes, just like in storms when we were kids, all we need is a blanket of peace to hide under. We'll see. So I don't know if there's anybody in here that needs to hear this. This was just the kids' church lesson that we had for this week, but I believe it's a purpose. So while they sing, give you guys an opportunity. This altar's open. You guys want to come and pray? Myself, Miss Renee, we can pray for you guys. Pray for peace in your storm. Shelter. A miracle. Because God's able. And he's willing.